0: Now batting for the Cubs corner, the host, Anthony Pasquale.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Cubs corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale and this episode is presented as always by our great friends over at Coach's Bar and Grill located at 6169 North Northwest Highway on the northwest side of Chicago. Great food, a great time, you can always stop in there and watch a Cubs game and that place as always made by the neighborhood for the neighborhood. So make sure to check out coaches on today's episode. We welcome back a very special guest, Joey Ricotta. Thanks for coming back on the show, man.
0: Hey, yeah, good to good to be here. How you doing, man?
1: So far so good. And like we were talking just before we started, very impressed by the eight and two start from the Cubbies.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um Everything seems to be clicking except maybe one aspect of their game, but uh, yeah, it's it's exciting right now. This is definitely the best ball they've played since 2016, at least, you know, how I feel about it anyways.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. I think the energy is there, the offense is there, the starting pitching is there, but that one aspect that you mentioned is going to be our main focus for this episode, the poor bullpen.
0: Yeah. Um pretty much it's just a mixed bag right now. It's it's not the greatest, but um fortunately they have a couple guys that are pretty solid and I think we should probably focus on them instead of well, we got to talk about, you know, the elephant in the room which is Craig Kimbrell. Exactly.
1: Um, yeah, through uh, two appearances has not been any good. Um, Came into two games, only got through four outs, and has given up four runs, walked four guys, gave up a pair of hits, no strikeouts yet, and he also hit a guy. ERA right now is at 27, so obviously nothing good from Kimbrell thus far. Do you think it's just a matter of him not being the guy he was, him needing some more time to figure it out, or or what do you attribute the lack of Kimbrell's success to?
0: Um, I mean, I think it's probably a mixture of things. He, he obviously doesn't have the, the velocity that he used to have, mm-hmm. but it's still not it's still not terrible. I mean, he's sitting, what, mid-90s? So that's still pretty decent velocity, but when you're throwing it there almost on a tee for major league hitters, I mean, they're going to square it up, and everything it, it seems that he throws up there over the plate is just getting hit and hit hard. And it doesn't matter if it's leaving the yard or not. It's just, it's a rocket, even if it's an out. So, I mean, I feel like a little bit of it's confidence at this point, too. I mean, there's been talk about him tipping pitches. Um, I'm not sure if that's the case or not, 100%. But, I mean, there's something is, is lacking here. And, unfortunately, for the Cubs, they really don't have time to let him figure it out, even though they are sitting pretty comfortable right now. I mean, with every game counting the way that it does this season, I don't think they can afford to just let him see if he can figure it out for a couple weeks. I mean, um, hopefully, you know, I don't I don't know if he's completely done as far as the closer goes, but um, hopefully he can figure it out. I just, I also hope, and it sounds like from, you know, the words of, from what David Ross has said to the media that, you know, he's, he's pretty much not going to just stick him out there and let him go to, he- you know, let him just blow up every time. He's he's going to go with the hot hand, it, it sounds like. Um, so I'm thinking he probably has one more chance to figure it out as the closer. Maybe not. And he might not even get another shot here, but... Um, I don't know. He's he's definitely got a he's he's got to figure out that curveball too, as far as being a really lethal second pitch. Because otherwise, I mean, that fastball is just getting it's just teed up right now, and he, he can't find the zone. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about it yeah. because <laughs> it's it's kind of like we're all as puzzled about it. You know.
1: Right, the list of problems goes on and on for Kimbrell. He struggled against the Reds in his opening outing, came into an 8-5 to game. It was very quickly 8-7 to and left the bases loaded for Jeremy Jeffress to get out of. The Cubs have three saves. That one was for Jeffress. And the last two save situations have not seen Kimbrell on the mound. Kyle Ryan started the ninth against the Pirates and Wick had to come out and finish it and then Wick got the save yesterday against the Royals as well. So two saves for Wick, one for Jeffress, and none for Kimber thus far. I assume those are going to be the three guys who will get the ninth inning for the majority or rest of the season. But like you said, 60-game sed- schedule, every game matters 2.7% more. They can't afford to just let him pitch his way out of this rut. So I think what David Ross might do is put him in the ninth inning of a game the Cubs are up four nothing or five nothing or something like that, and see if he looks good. And then if he does, you could start working him back into those higher leverage situations. But I think for now you got to ride Wick and Jeffress because they've both yet to give up even a run this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Jeffress—he wasn't as sharp. You know, even in the game that they didn't end up blowing that Kimbrel, that they were up big on, um, he wasn't as sharp that game, but he he managed to get out of it um, for the save. But you know, I'm with you. I, I think you got to ride the hot hand with Jeffers and Wick, and really Wick is the guy that I I really like, and I I. Kind of thought if there was any trouble with Kimbrel this year, that he would be the main guy. Um, but Jefferson is obviously surprised. Well, maybe not surprised" is the right word, but um, returned to form so far this season. So yeah, I mean, you, you got to rely on those guys, and and it's nice that at least they are pitching well when the rest of the pen and Kimbrel don't seem to be. Yeah, you I know.
1: You hit the nail right you hit the nail right on the head there. It's it's pretty much just those two guys out of the bullpen. Um the only other two guys that have appeared in as many games as Wick and Jeffress are Casey Sadler and Kyle Ryan. Ryan I expect to figure things out. He had two good outings or three good outings, but one good one bad outing has kind of blossomed his ERA up to nine. He gave up a two run shot against the Pirates in the ninth inning when he could have gotten the save. But other than that, Kyle Ryan has looked pretty good. And, and I'm a fan of what I've seen from Casey Sadler thus far. What do you think of those two guys?
0: Yeah, I mean, Ryan Ryan really impressed me last year. And I expect him to figure it out, like you said. Um, Sadler was somebody who I was actually really high on. Um, his whip isn't very nice right now. But um, he, he was somebody I was very high on when I heard they acquired him. Um, I just liked the stuff from him. And so far, so good, kind of. I mean, he's got a 2.45 ERA. He's not pitching bad. Um, But I don't know if I'd rely on him in any crucial junctures right now. But, I I mean, what other options do they have? He might be just that fourth guy right now other than Jeffers, Wick, Ryan, because of the lack of options. And, you know, I think that he can be somebody that, eventually could be um a a key setup man if not if, he, if he's not forced into it right now obviously but um yeah no the, those four guys are the main guys that I think the cubs can
1: probably try to move forward with here yeah and I think as we peel the onion back a little bit into the rest of the bullpen there's one guy that I want to talk about here that I'm pretty sure you and I were both fairly high on when we talked before the season and kind of tried to predict these rosters, but I like what I've seen from Ryan Tapera. Obviously the nine ERA and the one six seven whip is not good, but the six strikeouts and only one walk is a bit of a change of pace from the rest of this bullpen. Yeah, when you consider
0: that the the bullpen as a whole um leads the major leagues in walk rate. Um and ERA with, a, you know, almost a full run higher than the rest with ERA. But, yeah, I mean, he, the fact that he's not walking guys and he can strike out guys when they really don't have a whole lot of strikeout uh, upside in the pen, other than maybe Wick and, um, well, Sadler's got 5Ks and 3 and 2 thirds. But, um, you know, yeah, I, I like what I've seen from him, you know, not on the surface, as far as surface stats go, but um, you know the potential's there. Like we were talking before the season um, about his upside or potential, um, he definitely he definitely has the strikeout stuff. So if he can kind of reel it in a little bit, um, I think he could. You know, he could probably work his way up there too, with being a main
1: guy. And as far as the rest of the bullpen goes. It has been a disaster. There really is no other way to put it. Um, Dan Winkler, Rex Brothers, Dwayne Underwood Jr., James Norwood, Dylan Maples, and Brad Wick all have ERAs at 5 or higher, not including Kimbrels, who sits at 27, like I mentioned earlier. You know, Underwood's a guy who I thought was going to be a breakout candidate this year, really good stuff, but he's struggled, given up two bombs already this season. Um Rex Brothers is a guy you and I both predicted would make this roster over, you know, a Jarrell Cotton or somebody like that. But he's his ERA is up around 12 right now. He's given up two homers as well. James Norwood struggled. I think he hit the 10-day IL and they brought up Justin Steele who has yet to make his debut. You know, a lot of upside with Dylan Maples, but he's got four walks this year. Out of those guys, who do you expect to see coming in and into the rotation or maybe guys that when this roster gets a little smaller might not see the next part of the season?
0: Um, as far as guys coming in, I don't really know, honestly, because it's, it's, you know, who, who would you bring in that you would even feel comfortable with? I mean, you're going to give guys a shot, but, you know, I'm thinking... I don't know, do you know the situation with
1: Alzelay? Yeah, I I haven't heard much from Alzelay or really anybody from that camp. I meant the question more so out of that list of guys that I just said, who do you expect to come into the regular rotation of bullpen guys?
0: Oh, I think Brett Wick. He's the most surprising of the names that you mentioned that struggled so far. He's only pitched in one game. So, you know, I mean, he gave up a bomb. He pitched he pitched one inning and I, I think Brad wick you know from what we saw last year he can he, he has potential and he pitched very well for the Cubs in 14 games last year um, you know I mean he had the injury um, prior to the season obviously which is way before um, the corona stuff went on and then obviously the delay of the season and you know, the restructuring of it. But I think that he could be somebody, and of course they need another lefty, um, which, you know, might be a name that we talk about here in a minute too. But, um, yeah, I think Bradwick, I want to see see him get out there more.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I I liked what I saw from Bradwick last year. I expected him to be a 7th, 8th inning guy this year. So once he figures out his health, I think he'll be right there. Another guy who I'm pretty high on just because I think it was one game last year, Cubs-A's game, I was there. The A's tagged John Lester really early, I think eight runs in the first or second inning. And they took John Lester out, so it needed to be a big bullpen game. And Dwayne Underwood Jr. struck out six A's in a row, kind of under the radar. So if he controls it, he's got some of the best stuff in this bullpen. I think, if not Wick, Underwood might become a regular guy in this pen.
0: I could see it. Um, the problem with him is, like you said, you just haven't seen the consistency right? from him. But, but basically all these guys. So, I mean, you know, take your pick. Which one's going to become consistent, if any of them. Um, but, yeah, Underwood definitely has some nasty stuff. And um, there's no denying it, just like Dylan Maples. I mean, Dylan Maples has probably the nastiest stuff, some of the nastiest stuff in the league. He just can't harness, he just has no command whatsoever, you know. And it's pretty much a Tyler Chatwood situation from the first year that he was here. Um, But if not worse. um, And, you know, you'd love to see these guys, Underwood and Maples, really figure it out. Um, I know Underwood isn't exactly on Maples' level as far as, walks go but he misses in the zone too much and you you can't have that from a, a critical uh, you know in a critical spot in the game you can't have somebody going out there and just
1: missing spots in the zone and just giving up you know bombs so yeah I, um, I agree with you there I've got two more questions for you but before we get to them I want to talk about three more players I want to start with Cody Allen, who the Cubs just signed. He was the closer for the Cleveland Indians in 2016. A fairly good closer. Could he be a guy that you see come up to the major league soon and eat up some innings for David Ross? Possibly. Yeah, I don't think you would uh,
0: you'd make that move if you didn't expect him to you know try to get to the major league level because there's no need for him on you know uh, an alternate site or anything like that um a guy like him at his age um i don't know he's somebody he can't really rely on either but i mean other teams have given flyers on him they're taking flyers on him and you know like the angels um and that didn't work out for them last year but um you know we'll see i mean I don't know, it's at least that they're making the attempt to go out there and and grab somebody, anybody that they can right now to try to figure this thing out, which is which is what I like. Um, if something, if he turns, ends up turning it on and becoming the Cody Allen of old, or a hint of it, that'd be awesome.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail right on the head there. And, and like you said earlier, Kyle Ryan can't be this team's only lefty. We'd like to see a little bit more out of Brad Wick and Rex Brothers, but there are some guys in that alternate camp that have been talked about to come up. Both are probably a, a little bit too young to make an impact. Cubs top, top prospect Braylon Marquez is a highly touted left-hander, but they also drafted a guy this year who some expect to go straight to the major leagues, Burrell Callaway. So what do you see out of those two guys? Do you think either one, both of them, or, or neither of them will make an impact this season? Um,
0: I don't know. That's so hard to say because it's kind of like the same situation that the Sox have right now with, you know, maybe possibly calling up Garrett Crochet. And I don't know. Callaway is interesting. I really like his stuff. Um, Braylon Marquez I'm extremely high on. I mean, I was high on him before he had his breakout, his minor league breakout, because I had heard stuff about his increased velocity um, going into the season. Um, a year ago and then he just broke out of the scene and everybody's like oh holy crap who's this kid and now he's a, you know a highly touted prospect but um, I, I would probably say Marquez of the two but you know I don't know if they want to rush him you know that's the thing it's same thing with Cal would you really want to rush him I mean I know that they're in this small window That I mean this window's closing kind of with this team. And, you know, you might want to rush one of those guys, if not both. But, I don't know. I think that there might be another option there, too. Another lefty.
1: And who's that? Um,
0: uh, Well, he's been a starter basically his entire career. um, And he traded for him. Oh,
1: I see where you're going with this.
0: Eloy, yeah. Eloy and... uh, Dylan Cease—you didn't really trade for him to be a reliever, but if Alec Mills continues to pitch the way that he's pitched in the rotation for these two starts and what we saw from him last year in, in uh, spots, I think that'd be a great addition to the bullpen, you know, because you, like, like we've been saying, we need a lefty, a guy that can eat some innings, or potentially, and with the three batter minimum rule, he's a guy that can face both sides of the plate. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly think that Quintana's best—the best bet for the Cubs is, would be to move him to the bullpen and see what he can do out there. I think that's that's just like a trade acquisition. If you bring him in and put him in the pen, if he can get back, yeah, you know, which he's thrown at a thirty-eight and thirty
1: pitch bullpen session though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea considering the two guys that he could potentially replace in the rotation are Tyler Chatwood and Alec Mills, and Chatwood has a .71, and Mills has a .138 ERA through two starts. Both guys have two wins. I don't think you can mess with that mojo right now, and Quintana's a, a big league pitcher who has proven he can get strike or he can throw strikes and get outs, which is all David Ross is asking right now. Maybe that is a match made in heaven for him to go out to the bullpen for the rest of this 60-game season.
0: Yeah, I love it. Especially if you're worried about um, where he's at as far as length goes.
1: Oh, good you know, point, too. You're not too,
0: quite yeah. sure how how many pitches he'll be able to get up to and then you're kind of really getting deeper into that bullpen if you had got to pull him early. So, I think it's just you know and we look at what he's done as a starter the last 2 years with the Cubs last year was actually his worst year as far as the ERA goes which he wasn't all that bad you know the entire season we know some of that's inflated by a few starts but um i yeah i would really i think you have to explore all options here and you know i i don't think like you said you don't mess with the mojo right now that and what we've seen from chatwood and mills has really been impressive so far so i mean really the whole rotation you know so there's, there's there's like no spot for him there but there's plenty of spots in the bullpen so why not just plug him in
1: yeah i think that's a good as good idea as any especially under these weird circumstances and like you said coming back from an injury, may not be stretched out, mixed with a rotation that's pitching as good as any rotation in baseball. I think Quintana might find himself in a bullpen this season, and maybe that's his chance to, you know, maybe revitalize his career and turn it around a little bit because it's been fairly mediocre since his trip from the south side to the north side. Yeah, definitely. I know he's... uh
0: looking to probably get some money this offseason somewhere and I don't know how many teams are looking at paying him a lot of money after what they've seen the last couple of years so um, I think uh, it would be in his benefit to go to the pen and find some success.
1: Yeah I agree with you there and as the Cubs get underway with the Royals at Wrigley Field I've got one last question for you before we wrap it up. David Ross in his first year of manager as manager of the Chicago Cubs, I think he's done a fairly good job. What do you think in terms of managing the bullpen and and being the leader of this team as well?
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, both of us love Madden um from a, a from a character standpoint, and also you know what he did for the cubs for for those, for so many years um, but Ross has done a great job, I think. Um, mixing and matching the lineup. I think he's pushed the right buttons as far as that goes. Um, giving guys the, the right amount of rest that they need, even though they're not going through a grueling long season, but, um, just open communication line, I think. I think he, he talked, he talks really well with the team. Um, um, and then, you know, I mean, we saw a perfect example of him going out there just on opening day alone. You know, when he went out there to to talk to Hendricks. I wasn't sure. I thought I thought, okay, he he's probably pulling him and I was I was pissed. I was like, do not pull this man <laughs> right now. Do not pull this man. He's in a zone. It's just a little bump in the road, he's fine. And sure enough, he went out there and talked to me. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You could see it read the lips. I'm good. All right. And then Rizzo
1: Say, yeah, you're good, right? You're good? <laughs> yeah. Rizzo's just nodding behind Hendricks. But yeah, that's, that's the type of thing that Ross brings that maybe Madden didn't. It's a little bit of a tougher love, but there's also a certain level of relatability to these guys because he's won with a lot of them, and for the ones he hasn't won with, he's proven that he knows how to win. So it, it's a mix of both. I think he's going to be a great manager, and if the season ended today, I don't think it'd be that bold to say that, Ross would be manager of the year in the National League.
0: I don't think it would either. because Just because of him being in his first year as a manager. Um, who's the Rockies manager again? I can't think right now. Um, but is it I, Bud Black, is
1: it? I don't think it's Bud Black anymore, but that was the first name that popped into my head because he was there for so long.
0: I think it.
1: Yeah, maybe it is still Bud oh, Black. No. I th- maybe this is his last season. I think I remember him okay. saying he's going to retire or something like that. But yeah, he's with the Rockies as the manager. I'm pretty sure. He could he could be yeah. a candidate because they're off to a good start as well. Yeah, and just
0: and and more so because a lot of people just didn't expect them to be where they are. Whereas the Cubs, I mean, you wouldn't you, we didn't expect them to get out to an eight and two start, but we expected them to be near the top in the in the Central. And with the Rockies, I was just kind of, you know, admittedly, I, I, wrote, I wrote them off yeah. before
1: the season. Yeah, I, I agree with you and, there. I think they might be one of the teams that we all knew was going to happen, that a team that you didn't expect to get off to a good start would and kind of derail everything. But there's a lot of teams in that West that look pretty good. Oh, yeah, and I still think it's going to be the Dodgers' division. Yeah. I agree with you there. Dodgers are, I think, head and shoulders above most of the National League and the league as a whole. But I've just got one more thing I wanted to ask you, and it's it's on the topic of, of Ross and manager of the year and everything. I think the reason that you could look at Ross for that is you take a Cubs team that is underachieved for the last two, maybe even three seasons, and this guy comes in with almost the same exact roster, maybe even worse roster, and has them performing better than they have since that season that they won the World Series. I think that's very telling on what kind of impact he's made in the locker room.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's definitely had a positive impact and it's translated into the field. Um, guys, you could tell that they, they like, well, they love him and they, they want to play for him. You know, they want to perform for him. Like you said, that tough love. Um, they know that he's going to be breathing down their neck, but at the same time, they know that the guy really cares about him, too. So it's like, you know, you get a little bit of that, what you didn't get with Madden, even though, you know, guys love Madden as well, but it's not the same because he wouldn't get on him as much, I don't think, is what Ross does. So there's a nice balance there, and, yeah, so far it's translated really well. And, I mean, I... I'm excited because if this is what we're going to get for the next few years from the manager, um, I think it's only going to be good things from
1: here. Yeah, I, I think you uh, couldn't have said it better. I think good things ahead for the Cubs. Let's hope David Ross and the Cubs can keep their hot start going. But for now, Joey, I'm going to let you go. You can get uh, catch the bottom of the first inning in the rest of the Cubs game. Hopefully they can get it done against the Royals and make it five in a row. As always, this episode, past episodes, and future episodes are available on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and the Cubs HQ website. Joey, thanks for coming on the show.
0: Yeah, thanks, Alex. Uh, Anthony, Adams. Alex, what the hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for having me, man. Uh, it's always a pleasure. And go Cubbies. Let's let's enjoy this game. Hopefully Hendricks can pitch a gem and they call out the W.
1: Yes, sir. Thanks, Joe, for coming on the show, and thank you all for coming to the Cubs Corner.